0: What's going on, football fans? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're joined by me, your host, Otis, owner of A Legend Lives. And I'm joined by my co host, Caesar, owner of The Immortals. And we have our top scorer this week joining us the, the great man, Randy, owner of First, First and 11. Um, top. top to our League this week, I think, with around um, 186 points. And I know, I know. Like w- when I saw you knocked off, like first off, kudos! You knocked off our last year's uh, champion, uh, Hunts. That so that that's a major win. Anytime you can come out and beat beat the champion week one, and um, it, it was a great it was a great um, week overall for for the league. I think I think we saw a lot of a lot of great things going on. So just going talk about the NFL as a whole. And um, you know, so let's start off. Let's start off with some injury updates and see, you know, where, where some people might be affected going into week two.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you, Otis. So so just a real quick injury update. Uh, just saw some key players that we saw go down this week, right? So as we all know, uh Kittle kicked off the week, George Kittle kicked off the week uh with a groin injury. Um, that's a big one, right? Because that's one of the top three. That's one of the big three. Um so I know he went very early in a lot of drafts. I believe Ed is the one that picked him up this year. Um, won't be able to use him. Uh, Ed's actually a little bit hit with that injury bug, right? So we had Elijah Mitchell and George Kittle uh, go down last week. Um, but yeah, so we have a big injury on George Kittle. Uh, but I definitely just touched on Elijah Mitchell, right? So that's the RB1 for San Francisco. Um, he's out with an MCL uh, and they put him on IR. So, so we probably won't see him back for six to eight weeks. Um another big injury update, TJ Watt, right? So what does that do to the Pittsburgh Steelers defense? Uh the first what two, maybe three quarters of that game? I mean, the Bengals look terrible. Uh and, and JJ uh TJ Watt was all over the place on that field. So um that's a huge, huge uh impact on that defense. Um, He got a second and a third opinion, so he might actually not uh, have season-ending surgery on that one. Uh, We might get him back a little bit earlier. Um, But forget all of that, right, guys? We we know what the biggest injury update here uh, for this week, uh, and it's Randy's own Dak Prescott, right? So Dak goes down uh, with, I believe, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter of Sunday's L um, to Tampa Bay. (laughs) Uh, with a thumb injury and requires some, some surgery. Uh, first looks, we were looking at six to eight week turnaround time. Um, but Jerry was on a, on a radio station. I believe it was, was it this morning? Uh, and he said, we have a turnaround time four weeks. Uh, so, uh, so the Cooper rush might have to take a back seat uh, in a couple of weeks if that can get ready to go. Um, but I just wanted to get some of your thoughts, Randy, on, uh, Uh, How did you feel about that Dak injury? Uh, And what's the state of the Cowboys, man? I know you're a big Cowboy fan, so I just wanted to get some thoughts on that.
2: Uh, The Dak injury, I mean, it came unexpected. I mean, it could happen to anyone. It could happen to any QB. Um, It's like he said in the press conference, he thought it was a jammed finger. He tried to jam it out, but then he knew something else was wrong. The state of us, I mean, you have – it's – Tale of two sides, you have the unrealistic Cowboy fans. I think we're going to the Super Bowl that we have the best team ever. Then you have the realistic Cowboy fans that are like, dude, we're in deep trouble. Like our backup is a legit backup. He got cut, now he went on the practice squad. And now he's back on because he has to play. If it was a one-two game affair, I could see us maybe surviving, maybe you know pull out a win here and there. But you're asking Cooper Rush to play above his head, and win at least four games out of eight out of out of eight. Unrealistic with our O-line that is terrible. Um our offensive weapons that is just C D Lamb and I don't know who else. If Gallup comes back this week, next week, maybe I could see him pull off miracles, but I don't know. I wanna be realistic. I could that like I said in the group chat, I could see us win four games if parameters of what i said happens of jason peters gallup and the line playing a li- little better if not those things will not happen and i'm looking at two and ten before that gets back mm. that that that'll be terrible um
0: i know i know for me i i'm thinking i'm thinking uh if if that come back within that that uh that eight week time frame right before the uh i think uh Green Bay game. I'm thinking three and eight at best. I'm thinking three and eight at best. I think I think they beat the Lions. Uh, I'm I, A lot of people, a lot of people saying yo, they, they they feel like they're gonna beat the Giants. The Giants have a sneaky defense this year, and they can run the ball. So I'm not like I'm not saying Giants going to the playoffs or nothing like that. But the Giants are gonna play spoiler to people. Because they're going to be able to control the clock, and they're going to be able to keep the score down. Like, did did y'all see the hit? Whenever the um, whenever the linebacker hit, uh, uh our guy, the 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 running back,
2: uh, uh big running that.
0: back man, who always, no, 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 the the for for Tennessee, who all, who always stiff arm and you know, stuff, man. Derrick uh, yup. Derek Henry. Did you see the hit? When the linebacker caught him coming through the hole, man, and like stuffed him in the hole. So the giant, the Giants have a sneaky good defense. I-, I will watch out for them. So a lot of people who saying that Dallas have that Commanders game, that Giants game locked in the bag. Carson Wentz, not for nothing, played amazing last week. Ridiculously, like literally, uh, like if we if we transition into our league and talk about teams that are trending up and down. Like they have, they have our commissioner trending down, uh, and, and my team was terrible on week one, uh, and then you know we we all predicted it. Our guy, Bryant, man, his team, his team is trending up. We all said he had one of the best drafts, and week one his team really showed up. Like they showed up and they, and they showed out.
1: So, so that brings us to our next one, man. You, you already kicked us off with teams trending up and down. But Otis, I'm going to ask you, uh, can we pick some sleepers in our league? Can you talk through some sleepers in our league that climbed up this week? Uh, and then can you pick a couple teams in the NFL that also took that leap and, and, and came down? Uh, but go for it, man.
0: Not not because he's here today, but but Randy's team. When I, when I was taking a look at Randy's team, and like i didn't know i didn't notice like the stable of running backs that he have this dude this dude legit has you know like and, and you know running backs running backs are usually like very high high on uh, teams that end up winning their fantasy league you have to have those those good running backs like of course quarterbacks and wide receivers matter but having having those good running backs really uh, really can get you over the top so like in our league, I would say I think I think Randy's team is trending in a in a great direction if he can keep those running backs on the field. And um in the in the NFL as a whole uh sound crazy, but uh Minnesota Vikings. I think I think Minnesota Vikings are going to be scared this year. Uh I know we look at we look at the quarterback situation and be like, "Ah, but I think Minnesota Vikings are going to – they're going to scare some people the longer um, this season goes on.
1: So, Randy, we'll ask you the same question, man. Yeah, what you think?
2: For our league, let me see. I mean show me the money. I would definitely that's pretty much Sinclair, right? Right. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. 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 I would say he's <laughs> it's sad to say, I mean, I'm facing him this week. He's definitely showing uh showing up. And then oh, who's number one? And then I I would say Brooklyn Brooklyn chapter. Yeah. It, it, it's, if you look yeah. at his team, very very like very very sneaky i mean look i mean it's herbert henry barkley right those three off the back that's easily 80 points right there right there that's now, 80 i think points i think game.
0: you say he took a hit though right and in the injury um and in injuries right
2: he took it he took a hit with kittle so that i that yeah. i'll give him but you know at, at a tight end position besides the top three who else is out there it's a dark throw if you don't have any of the top three tight ends Anybody can have a good game at at tight end. So he's, it hurts him a little bit, but I also feel like he could, he could survive with with the Kittle injury. Cause just, just off of those two top running backs of Henry and a resurgent uh, Saquon Barkley, right, right off the bat, right? If you have Henry and Barkley just scoring 25 points a game, that's 50 points. How that means you're, if you're playing him, your players have to at least match him right off the bat. So, nah, so, so that, that that bring me back.
0: That bring me back to your team before before you uh before you go into your NFL team, bro. Like when <laughs> your running backs like almost what seventy points. Seventy
2: between Just
0: between wrestling. your three running backs. Yeah, like seventy points between your three running. Backs. Um, by you know having one at one at the flex and then your two running backs. When I was I was like, yo, like that is it's impossible. How did like how do you match that? Like I think I think it's hard to match that. But, like, so NFL team, who do, you, who do you think was trending in the right direction?
2: Uh, Honestly, I mean, besides – I'm going to stay in the NFC East. So I'm going to say the Eagles. I'm not even going to say the Commanders just because I still don't believe Carson once. But yeah, definitely yeah. definitely the Eagles. Their defense, little suspect because they let – uh, they almost gave up the game with the Lions. But the Lions did play hard, so I will give them that. But the Eagles – they have weapons, and their offensive line is, is literally legit to help Jalen Hurts succeed. Now, if he doesn't succeed, then that just means he can't he can't be an NFL QB. Oh. That's in my.
0: So I would say, um, don't hey, don't number one, don't sleep on Carson Wentz. Anybody looking for a trade at a quarterback position, uh, he, he's he's on the trading block. You know, if if you need a he did he did put up crazy numbers last week. Uh, I think I think y'all sleeping <coughs> on Carson. Dude. Dude could win the MVP. It's not going to happen, but you know, he, he could. He could, he could. So I'm going to say uh Caesar, like, so, you know, we drop, we drop every week. We get into, we get into our, our, our group thread, and we kind of okay. we go crazy, right? We go crazy. It's some, some of the most uh funniest things that you could ever see. So I want to know, like, if if we're talking about like stuff that you're not gonna lie about, like, like give it to
1: me my favorite segment of uh, of this show, right? So it's not gonna lie. Uh so it's debuting this week and we and we got a couple key points here, right? So not gonna lie. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a crazy game against Chicago. What do y'all think? I'm going to let Randy check off first.
2: Based <laughs> off last year when he did his discount double check and said, "We I own you." I I definitely could see it, but I feel like the running game ha- is, is going to help Rodgers more because he, no rece- he has no wide receivers that he trusts, none at all. I feel like if he uses the running game better, it's going to lead more one-on-one matchups. And I feel that Chicago-San Francisco was a fluke. That was bad weather. San Francisco should have dominated that game. And I feel like Rodgers is gonna showcase that, yeah, I'm still I'm still a bad man.
0: I think personally, like I wish that we had those second uh those second level stats. I think Aaron Rodgers starts 0-2. I think I think this week is when we're really gonna say, yo, this dude misses uh Adams. And I, I think he starts on, too. I think I think Chicago take it to him. Like, we can say it was a fluke. Like, this this, this has always been, been my thing, like, with, with um, football or sports in general. We can say it's a fluke, but Chicago didn't play on a dry field. They played on the same field that San Francisco played on. So they played in the same conditions, and they figured out a way to win that game. And I think that was huge for their morale, and they do, like, not for nothing, I'm in. I'm in Illinois right now. I just saw him talking about it on on TV, and I, th- I think Chicago take it to him. I personally do. I think I think Chicago finally get get over that hump and beat Aaron Rodgers.
1: All right, so I heard a stat this morning, and we'll wrap up this Aaron Rodgers. Um, so in 2014, he jumped on the on the on ESPN, and what, what did he say? R E L A X, relax. relax. Uh, do y'all remember who the rookie wide receiver was that season? If we say fourteen, it could have been Adams, Devontae Adams. So I'm yeah. not worried whatsoever about Aaron Rodgers going forward. Quick little stat: last season, first game of the season at New Orleans, 133 yards, two interceptions, 53% completion, uh, completion percentage, 2.65 points. Uh, in yep. fantasy, okay, uh, all good, man. Those wide receivers got to get acclimated to how Rodgers is throwing that ball. Um, just to kind of point out what his week two was at Detroit: um, two hundred and fifty-six yards, eighty-one percent completion pa- uh, percentage, four touchdowns, thirty That's points. Of- um, yeah. So it's all good. We'll sit down, we'll relax, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see him work. Um, but we'll move on to the second. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie, the Lions gave the unanimous NFC East winner a run for their money this week last week. What do y'all think about that?
2: So uh, uh I'm gonna say that's Coach Dan. That's he has that team playing hard. He has that team playing for him. No quit. I'm not saying they're gonna all of a sudden win the NFC North, but you could tell if you battle them, you're 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 gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to tough it out. He's gonna the better team is likely should win, but you're not gonna go all of a sudden go to Detroit and know it's just a pushover team that up. Oh, all right, we don't have to we don't have to work as hard. I they, they put they, they gave the Eagles a run for their money, which that's why I'm think their defense is suspect. But with the weapons they have and golf, granted, yeah, he got shipped off from L.A. He's not a bad quarterback. If you give him time and he has the weapons to do it now, is he going to make his mistakes? Yeah, definitely will. But I feel like Detroit is moving in the right direction and is actually a better team than what most people think. I'm
0: going to say this. Uh, and we all know it that if, if we followed the game last year, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be accurate, but if Detroit lost, let's just say 13 games last year, half of those losses were, were were within a touchdown. They were just a team that didn't know how to finish games. So they they weren't a tough out last year. Teams had to play. So, if te- again, that's a team that's going to play spoiler whenever you start getting closer to the uh, playoffs and somebody need that win, like Indianapolis needed that win last year to try and get into the playoffs. And Detroit is one of those teams that will send you home. Straight up.
2: Who was the quarterback though? Again, for the Colts, who couldn't win. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a bad situation, okay. man. <laughs> okay.
1: He's still on the trade block. So I'll so I'll wrap this one up with uh with Detroit uh with one <laughs> guy right Amon Ross St. Brown. He's on my team. Um, and the last year, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, scored the highest fantasy points. Uh, for wide receivers in the last in the last couple weeks of last season. Uh, he kind of picked up right where he left off, 18 points this week. Um, I think Goff has his number one wide receiver there. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be that guy this year. Um, I've already inserted him into my lineup. Um, they're clicking two years in. That office is going to roll. That team is going to roll. I think they're legit. Uh, I agree. We'll I, fo- I follow him
0: since college. He was somebody that, you know, like I was like, damn, man, you took my pick. That was literally, he was literally my next pick and you took it. So um, definitely I've been, I've been waiting on him to become that guy because, you know, back in college, back in college, he was a great athlete.
1: I agree. Our last, not going to lie, not going to lie. Starting any Jets offensive players could be a major stake going forward. What's your thoughts?
2: Man. You can't trust, trust him until Zach Wilson comes back. I mean, can't, can't ball, he'll get you points. He'll get you because they're going to be committed to the run. But other than that, I mean, they showed some signs that they, ha- that they could move the ball. They have Carter, Hall, Garrett Wilson is going to catch the ball. But you have Joe Flacco at QB right now. Can't really trust the Jets until you see Zach Wilson. I think if Wilson comes back, that ball is gonna move. But till then, can't really trust him. Bro, the Jets. I'm gonna just
0: leave it at that. So, like we're gonna move on. Like Rand- Randy, we did have a couple questions for you. Um, some some of it we already touched on. Um, but I wanna know, like you know, like again, I'm, I'm raving about your running back room because your running back room is ridiculous. But we can't say the same about your wide receiver room. Your wide receiver room really didn't um, show up in week one. But you still you still put up massive points. So you know just to think about if if your wide receivers would have put up you know even half the numbers that your running backs did, like what what your numbers would have really looked like. So like, how how do you feel about your um, wide receiver room moving forward?
2: So I feel like with DJ Moore, that game, that that game with the Browns was all about Baker Mayfield. Baker this, Baker that, Baker's gonna try to showcase. I felt like Baker got consumed with all the media and just wanted to showcase about him. He has DJ Moore and McCaffrey. That's two weapons that you could use against the Browns. And you were at home at Carolina. I feel I'm not worried with DJ Moore. I knew why I I drafted him for a particular reason. I knew him and Baker would have a good connection. Mike Williams, on the other hand, He's a boomer bust player. He's either going to yep. get you ridiculous amount of points or he's going to throw a dud like he did like he did last week. Now with Allen went down, I felt like in the second half, oh crap, Williams should get should get more looks. He didn't. It's all right. This week Allen is out. Going to Kansas City, I feel like Herbert is going to be a throw fest with Mahomes. I do feel like he's going to he's going to at least target a deep threat in williams so i feel like his boom factor is actually going to hit week two but i still stuck with my strategy until you know later on in the season if i feel like my right receivers aren't moving that's why you draft multiple running backs and use them as trade bait
0: i'll let you get the next question see what you're thinking
1: yeah man so so a lot of people are high on Jalen Hurts this year, and I see that you picked up Jalen. Uh, he has more weapons than last year. Uh, so do you think it's gonna it's gonna give you enough at the QB to lead you into a deep MAFCA playoff run?
2: With Hurts, it can, but then it couldn't. It, I mean, honestly, he's he's one of those quarterbacks that he could win you a game, or, and then he could also lose you a game. Can he make me a long run? I, I, mean, I drafted him, so I gotta feel confident he's he's gonna, you know, bring me to the to, you know, to to the long deep run of the playoffs. Um, it all depends on him. It, I feel like this is all on him. If he wants to be the QB in Philadelphia, because we all know they'll move on quick from you, real quick. So if he wants to be that guy, that that quarterback for Philly, he he has to be the man, and they gave him every weapon possible. You got A.J. Brown, you got Devontae Smith, you got a running back trio, and you got an yeah. offensive line that will – and he has the legs to run if this, if nothing is there. So can I feel he could get me my 35, 40 points a game? Absolutely. Am I going to stick with them? Yep, because everyone else drafted two QBs, and my strategy was driving best available QB at a certain round. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm going to live or die with an eagle, I guess. Yep. Yeah. so like
0: uh, I'm gonna say, like like last question, huh? And then, no, then we'll. Can't,
1: can't can't forget Dallas Goddard in that offense too. I think Jalen has right. a breakout right. year for sure. That is that, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say like all right. So so like we've been touching on your running back room. Like literally, you got AJ Dillon. you got Kareem Hunt, you got Joe Mixon. So we know we know what Mixon is going to do, especially being in that Joe Burrow offense. Uh, he's going to run the ball. He's going to catch the ball out the backfield. So we know what he'll do. A.J. Dillon, he's still kind of splitting reps, which I don't understand why. Dude dude is like a legit number one. I, I think he can be comfortable to um, our guy over in um, Indianapolis. So, but like Kareem Hunt, do you think Kareem Hunt will be able to give you that production week to week knowing that, you know, like Chubb, Chubb went for like I think 160. Um, in that game the other night, so do do you see it? Do you see a point where uh Cleveland may start to uh go away from Kareem Hunt because Chubb, you know, Chubb is such a bell cow.
2: No, because Kareem Hunt is probably the best change of pace back in the NFL. Yeah. Um oh, okay. I feel like I feel like he literally can help Chubb stay healthy longer as long as Hunt stays healthy. I feel like Hunt can – Chubb is going to be the bell cow. He's going to get you near the red zone. And then Hunt's going to get get the goal line carries. It, it, it It's predicted. It happens. I feel like Hunt is a good flex for me if I need him to be a running back in my second running back. But I feel like Hunt could be consistent as long as he stays healthy, and he's shown that. Plus – he wants to get out of Cleveland. That man is going to do yeah. everything in his power to showcase everything he can to get on another team and get a contract if he could. So that man is going to score, get as much TDs. He took two TDs away from Chubb. So I, I feel like I feel like Hunt can 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 stay relevant, but it all relies on him being healthy, and that's in the end. If he's not healthy, he has any little type of leg problems then it's gonna be the Nick Chubb show and then Hunt's just gonna be it's gonna uh, drill drill it away. So so again, like if we're
0: talking about MAFCA, MAFCA could not be possible without our commissioner. Uh the 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 great the great hip uh owner owner of the team called the Commissioner uh the commissioner take a lot of a lot of flack uh one one of the strongest guys I know because he take he take a lot. So uh Caesar bring us in, man.
1: Yeah, man. So uh so every week uh we're gonna throw it over to the Commission and he, and he can kind of go over what uh what he sees and his top picks for the league and, and how things are flowing. Um we we couldn't get commission to come in on this one. Um he has some league obligations that he had to go ahead and and uh, and take care of today. So we're gonna go ahead and bring in my brother Eric here, who's gonna who's gonna host Commission's Corner uh, for what's us up, this fellas? week. What's going on, man? Good, good,
3: what going man? On? good. what's going on? I guess I'm uh, I'm filling in for the commission. I don't know how he'll feel about that.
1: You know, we've been
0: trying to get a co-commissioner for uh, what like a year or two right now. My um, guy, he, he's not going for it.
3: Suspect he's a he's a one-man operation.
0: <laughs> Dictator. He's not hey. So I know I know one question, one question that I have is what like what do you think what how do you like like I don't even know how to process it. Like you basically take uh, Bryant, who was literally uh either second from last or you know, I know it's only right. been one week, but but literally the dude come out and like his team is looking remarkable. Like he may literally go from second to last to he, he could possibly win the league this
3: year. Brian, uh I, I don't know what voodoo dolls he's stroking or or, or who picked for him, but, you know, my man, my man blasted off, man. He's He's got the best team in the league this year I, on paper. On paper. For sure. I don't know how we did it. That's just a tribute to our league, the fact that you can be – Second to worst or worst. And then first, it happened to me the year before where I had to wear the shirt. And then last year, I was second runner-up or, you know, right there with some points, plus minus some points. So, hey, man, it's a competitive league. The rules um, are ever-changing. I think we'll get to that. But um, they're getting better. And, I, you know, there's parity, man. There's parity. The league the league is strong.
1: So, so I'm glad that you brought up that, that point. About about rules changing and things ever changing, so I'm gonna have to put you on the spot with this one. Um, there was a there was a rule change Tuesday morning this week uh, where touchdowns were getting scored a little bit more uh, with 50 yards or more. Uh, you as a commissioner of a player that benefited from that, um, Jerry Judy caught a 65 yard bomb uh, from Russell Wilson this week. Um, how does that affect uh, just the league? Uh, how does that affect you as a GM? Um, and what do you feel about that rule change on Tuesday, man? That, that's that been the same rule for four years, and it changes on a Tuesday morning. But but if you can so, kind of yeah, walk us I through think, that.
3: I think, the, I think the commish pulled the trigger too fast. You know, I don't want to speak for him, but I think my man pulled the trigger a little too fast. You know what I mean? Sometimes that power gets – you know, when you open up that display on ESPN and you have all those little options that you can tick off, I think my dude's like, oh, click, 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 click. I think he'd be bugging out, but you know, I think he took it too far, too quick. Obviously, you can't make a change like that on the fly right after Monday Night Football out of uh, out of Week One. Um, when yeah, I understand his thought process of well, it's too many points. You know what I mean? Like yes, I, it benefited me with Jerry Judy when he caught that bomb because I was gonna probably lose to Hector by percentage points if I didn't get yeah. Judy to get to give me something because everyone else you know, laid flat, you know. So it did benefit me somewhat. I didn't need 22. I think Judy ended up with 30 points. I didn't need all 30. I really only need 10 points. So, but at the end of the day, did it affect the game necessarily? No, but at the end of the year, we play by who has the most points. So back to last year, the parody we had last year, last year came down to a nail biter. We had four or five GMs on the last day, literally the last game, which I think was a Tuesday, you know, because of the COVID stuff, like it came down to the last day, last play, last game. So every point counts. So making a change like that so suddenly is a little shocking. So he gets, you know what I mean? He gets his, he gets his weekly Puerco. So, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) he deserved it, but he did come back and, you know, amend his thought process. And, uh, it's as of this week now, he uh reduced those points, which is again warranted. I don't think anybody I don't think anybody disagrees. I just think the way he did
0: it. Yeah. Because I think I think like Ed, Ed touched on it where it was like, you know, last year it was a lot of it was a lot of things that I think we we're talking about with kickers that we we're talking about as far as turnovers, and it was like, oh, you know, we'll touch on that stuff like in the offseason, and then here it is like literally after week one. Like, we're making rule changes. After after we had kind of just had this conversation, whenever he was like, yo, we're making rule changes. Here come the rules. Read the rules. Know the rules. So that way, you know, it's not a lot of the back and forth like we was having last year when guys were like, yo, where did this rule come from? So, yeah, I definitely thought it was kind of uh, weird. We got, we got another GM uh, or commissioner in the room who kind of agreed with the move, uh, Randy. So uh, wh- what do you think?
2: <clears throat> um i mean i'm good with the move i mean I, I didn't even benefit from it so it didn't even matter to me the timing yes i do agree it was kind of wrong that's the only thing i could say is like it literally in the morning of week one it just happened so everyone already accumulated their points they're like all right i got this points this points which can matter in the end of uh for playoffs because last year i was one of those gms that needed needed only make the playoffs based off points um, but I feel like if he made the move today, if he said, Hey, from this point on, from week two on, this is the point structure and that's it. Then I, I, I still see no problem with it. My, it was just the timing of how he did it. You wake up in the morning and you see, Hey guys, uh, point structures are all changed now. And then that's, I think that's what got everybody riled up because you know, your points did change. Like some people's points changed like eight, 10. Points, and you're like holy crap, and it it could mean in the end of the season like, no, those twelve points should have mattered. So, but I agree, I agree with the move, but it was just that the timing was just a little weird. That was that was my thing. But if it didn't affect anything, it didn't affect no matches where, oh, now this person lost, but now he won. Then I would be like, dude, now you you done messed up. You can't do that. Now you're now you're affecting changes for everybody. Now you're affecting records, and not points. So. Agreed. That's how I feel. I, I still stand by the move. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm good with it. It, in affect me. <laughs> exactly. 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 That's all I
1: got to say about that,
2: man.
3: Hey, yeah. so, uh, real yeah. quick with the commish corner, just really quick. I just wanted to address something that we had, an issue we had today, considering the two GMs are on the line today. Um, yeah. There was a question about waiver wire bidding. So I want to throw that out there real quick. I want to see if that didn't really work out yeah. the way I wanted. I screwed that up, but all yeah. right. I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but uh, I on the recording, it. you saw it, right? Yeah. I so on, the, on the recording, we'll have uh, the text message screenshot of, uh, yeah. of what was said between, uh, You know the the ed in ed and randy in terms of the bidding so if you guys want to touch on that and then uh, we can kind of wrap up yeah so
0: it was it was kind of it was kind of me and Randy. so me and randy and basically me and ed Ed on the same person i would have beat ed but i actually i kept coming down on my bid. my original bid was 35 he got the guy for 30. but i was like i don't want to spend that much so i came down so he got it but then me and randy bid uh five dollars each on um on the browns defense and um you know it said i was the number one tiebreaker so i was like yo how did you know how did i lose this bid now if we go back to last year like i said that's why i was leaving it alone because i was like i remember randy outbid me by one dollar on a player the same week that i was playing the commissioner and i felt i felt like that was kind of fishy like uh wow. commissioner through wow. Randy a bone uh <laughs> So I felt, I felt like, like here we go again. Uh, PTSD, commissioner PTSD. throwing Randy a bone. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, but, but the way the way Randy explained it, I was like, okay, I understand it. But so that's like a ESPN thing that they need to work on the software because if I build on a running back and a defense, I don't see how they could say that. Oh, the defense is my second, um, you know, player when like I equally need both because they're two different um, different players. I would understand if I had three running backs and I didn't get the third running back in a tiebreaker um, because, you know, I had the other two queued in before him. So that that's like, a, I think, an ESPN thing. But uh, so so Randy did explain it. I disagree with it, but, you know, it is what it is.
2: I'm good. I got the player.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. This, you know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. It's crazy that the commissioner, that the commissioner <laughs> guy always get the player, but
2: that's neither here nor there. To <laughs> that. But to, uh, to explain it, I do I do get what you're saying, but that algorithm that ESPN's been doing has been there for like forever since fantasy started. It's it's yeah. how you prioritize what player you need more. Do you need a defense more? Or do you need a running back more? If you wanted the running back first, then you're battling out with every other person who wants that running back you and i probably saw the same thing that we saw browns against the jets oh shit this this is this is a great so where i'm gonna bid the only difference was is i had it i think i had wilson first and brown second or something like i don't i honestly don't even know arno is i had the browns higher priority than you as how espn looked at it and I got them for 5 bucks, and now I hopefully the Jets don't all of a sudden perform a Jet miracle and screw me over.
0: See, that's why you got to let people talk. I had a running back first, and then I had the Jets second. So still, if I'm the tiebreaker, if you had the Jets second on yours, then I still had the Jets higher priority than you because we both had the Jets second. So again, I feel like the commissioner made a move boys people
2: like both of them, both that, other commissioners going to say, "Oh, uh, I can't do that." If I, well, had, if I had, if I had, a running back, a player, or whatever, first above there, and someone took it before my first waiver claim, now the Browns go as my number one, and then whatever you had is still your number.
0: The, uh, no, 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 because the waiver, the waiver is processed at eleven o'clock. So how does or twelve o'clock? So how does how does your player go before my player? It's twelve. Twelve o'clock is twelve o'clock. Yeah. 12 o'clock. <laughs> <It's> like,
2: <laughs> algorithm, ESPN, how, how they decided. It, but it's it's been like that for it's been like that for the longest time.
1: It's yeah, yeah. always been. Bro, like the, that. Commissioner, the commissioner made a point. <laughs> Randy winning the bid last year by a dollar. That's what I'm more concerned about. Bro. Not the algorithm. Randy winning by a dollar last year. But.
2: Yeah. I mean, hey. me That's personally, I. Can, the waiver money is way too high because if it was up to me, I'll be betting freaking $40, $50 on every player just to block people. I feel like the waiver wire that's, money oh. should be less. <laughs> that way people strategize a lot more of what player to, to bid on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not the ba- guy. Basically, 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 to wrap it up, the
3: commissioner throw you a ball. Uh,
0: uh, e, uh, you want to wrap up the commissioner corner?
3: Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I was considering I'm not the commissioner, I'm trying to be a good stand-in. He probably won't like my answers yep. tomorrow and deduct me a couple points. Just or, throw just throw know.
0: the uh just throw the rotating pig up. That'll work.
3: There you go. All right. This is uh
0: commissioner yeah. signing off. So I know I know for me, like I know, I know we're getting low on time. Uh and I wanna I wanna try and get get a couple predictions out of you guys. There's something, you know, uh going going into week two. I wanna get like a couple a couple predictions. Throw a score in there if you want to, but definitely want to know um, what do you think about uh, as far as like wins and losses. So um, I would say uh, Kansas City and Chargers.
2: Kansas City, I think it's gonna be. A, I, I feel like it's gonna be a shootout. I feel like 31 thirty one twenty four. Kansas City Chargers are a good team, but. That defense is not going to stop Kansas City with all those weapons that they have. They lost Tyreek Hill, and, he still, and Mahomes still threw five touchdowns. Yeah, that shit was crazy.
1: What you think, Caesar? So that, that's a no for me, man. 45-38 Chargers um, is definitely going to be a shootout. Um, a, a lot of people forgetting, man, Khalil Mack is on that Charger team. Uh, that defense is legit. And they held the Raiders relatively decent for most of that game, and it was the first game. Um, You're talking about Bosa on one side, if I'm not mistaken. You got Khalil on the other. Um, Yeah, I think Mahomes is going to go back to running for his life. Um, I'm going to go 45-38 charges.
0: So, yeah, so literally I told my wife, once I realized Khalil Mack was on that team, I was like, yo, you got a bench. Um. Got a bench David um, Carr car and you gotta put my guy uh down in uh New Orleans in. And, and it worked out for her. So the battle the battle of the O and Ones, Dallas, Cincinnati.
2: I mean, I, that, you're putting me on the spot. I'm gonna be a homer. I'm of course I'm gonna say Dallas. I ain't gonna say Cincinnati. So <laughs> what kind of Dallas fan am I gonna be? So I'm gonna unrealistic fan right now and say Dallas Cowboys. I ain't going to put me on record saying yes yeah, since go Cincinnati. So Okay. Let's go down. Okay. Okay.
1: That, that's going to be a disastrous <laughs> a disastrous game. Um oh, man, Burrow, Burrow writes the ship. Um I'm not even going to put up a score. It's going to be bad. Uh, I'll throw yeah. I'll
2: throw it yeah. to you.
0: O. So yeah. does does A-Rod bounce back and beat the
2: um uh, Bears. Yep. He bounces back. He bounces yeah,
1: back. I'm going to say he's a stud in this game. All right. So I got, I got
0: one more. I got one more for me that, that I low-key think is uh, the game of the week. Minnesota versus the Eagles.
1: That's going to be a good game right there. Damn, I'm gonna need a minute on that one. I'll, I'll give it to Randy real quick.
2: <laughs> Only because Philadelphia is home. I'm gonna give it to them. It's their home game, prime time. Okay, but it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a blowout. I feel Minnesota is actually a, the the surprise team. I must say, twenty seven, twenty four, Philadelphia.
1: Mm. Mm. Uh, the best quarterback in the league uh told the best wide receiver in the league that he was the best wide receiver on Sunday. Uh Minnesota's gonna win that game. Uh and I don't think it's gonna be that close. Um I think oh. you're right. I think the whole I think the whole Philly them being home. Um I don't know, man. I I'm gonna I'm gonna sit I'm gonna trust Kirk Cousins and, and Justin Jefferson in this one. I'll go I'll go twenty four ten Minnesota. All right, all right. I got I got I got to throw two
0: more. Let's make them quick though. Let's make them quick. No score prediction, just who wins. Saints Buccaneers.
1: Saints. Saints.
0: I think Saints win it as well. Uh, uh another another low-key crazy crazy game. Dolphins Ravens.
1: I'm not getting off this boat until I'm thrown off this boat. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Take the nah. I'll take the win this week for
2: sure. Nah. Let's say Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. He's he's I think,
1: gonna,
2: I he's think on Lamar a keep it
0: rolling. I think Lamar keep it rolling. <laughs> so yeah, guys, man, listen, Mafka, top fantasy league. I, I don't even think it's close. Uh, we man. So next week we got we got to give some shout out to our B league players, man. We didn't even, we didn't even um, mention our B league. We got to make sure that we are able to get our B leaguers in here. Maybe, maybe even you know around around mid season, bring in whoever whoever is winning the B league and bring them in and talk to them and have a conversation with them and you know see how it's going down there in the B league. So if you don't know, a legend lives. Your boy O. I got my brother Caesar, the Immortals. Rocking with the guy who who, who took the league by storm week one, Brother Randy over with First and Eleven. Peace out, man. We're going to talk to you guys next week. Hopefully you guys join us. Let's keep it going.